Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is 7 News with Sally Bowery. Good morning. Sophisticated cyber attacks on Australia have dramatically increased. That's the warning from the Prime Minister, who's revealed our government and private businesses are being targeted by a state-based actor. Political reporter Olivia Leeming joins me live this morning. Good morning to Olivia. Do we know which organisations have fallen victim? Well, the government's refusing to name exactly which companies have come under cyber attack, but says a range of sectors are being targeted, including all levels of government, political organisations, industry, education, health, essential services and infrastructure as part of a malicious, sophisticated campaign by another government. But reassuring Australians, no one's personal or financial information has been stolen on a large scale, as far as they're aware, though not ruling out the possibility that some data has been compromised without their knowledge. The Prime Minister wouldn't detail any particular incident but says the intrusions have ramped up in recent months. Regrettably, this activity is not new. But frequency has been increasing. And Olivia, did the Prime Minister say which country is behind the attacks? No, he was very careful not to point the finger at China, the country most widely speculated by the Australian intelligence community to be behind this, we've been told. The government was advised by security agencies last night to alert the community about this threat and acted on that this morning. But when pressed on whether Beijing is to blame, Scott Morrison would not be drawn. The threshold for public attribution on, on a technical level is extremely high. And uh, so Australia uh, doesn't engage lightly in public attributions. The PM also raised this attack with UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson overnight and also has sought cooperation from the other Five Eyes intelligence partners, including the US, Canada and New Zealand. Sal? OK, thanks for that. Olivia Leeming reporting for us there. In breaking news, streets in Auckland are in lockdown after two police officers were shot with reports that one of them has now died. A huge manhunt is underway in West Auckland, with heavily armed police converging on the scene. A pedestrian was also hit by the offender's car as he sped off. Nearby schools have been placed into lockdown. Initial reports say the incident began as a routine traffic stop. It's been revealed that a motorbike rider killed in a crash in Sydney's west yesterday evening was a police officer on his way home from work. Constable Aaron Vidal was hit by a ute that police allege drove through a red light. 
The 28-year-old had been in the force since graduating from the police academy in December 2017. The youth's driver was not injured. He's been charged with dangerous driving causing death. Two men have been arrested for allegedly detaining a tenant over unpaid rent. The tenant says he was struggling after losing his job in the COVID crisis. Andrew Denny has more. Well, police are calling this a bizarre but extremely concerning case that's alleged to have happened at Surrey Hills in Sydney. Police were called to a home just off Crown Street on Wednesday afternoon after two rental tenants there reported allegedly being held hostage by their landlord over unpaid rent. It's alleged the 24-year-old occupant had lost his job due to coronavirus shutdowns and hadn't been able to pay. But police claim he was held there against his will by the owner and another man and only allowed to leave after the funds were transferred electronically. Police acted really quickly and Wednesday afternoon we arrested one of those men uh, and he appeared before court yesterday. Another one of those men was arrested yesterday afternoon and will appear before court today. The owner, Mario Benari, and his friend, Anthony Mowat, have been charged with detaining a person for advantage. A court case will be heard here today. The tenants have since moved out. Thank you, Andrew. Victoria has recorded a third straight day of double-digit COVID-19 cases, casting doubt on whether restrictions will be further eased as planned on Monday. 13 new coronavirus cases were recorded overnight. That's 52 in the past three days. Today's numbers, yesterday's numbers, are a timely reminder, if anyone needed that, that this is far from over. A lot can happen in five days, as we really um, saw in March when case numbers started to, to climb significantly. Gym, cinemas and concert venues are all set to reopen in Victoria on Monday for the first time since March. Seven new coronavirus cases in New South Wales all belong to return travellers who are in hotel quarantine. Authorities say 17,000 tests were carried out in the state over the past 24 hours, making it the second highest level of testing since the outbreak. 53 coronavirus cases are currently being treated, but none are in intensive care. Jetstar's announced flights as low as $19 as it joins Qantas in trying to encourage Australians to take domestic holidays. The national carrier has also announced bonus points to its frequent flyer program. Cameron Price has more. After a horror few months for the airline industry, this campaign is about convincing people to book a holiday in the next few months. Jetstar today announcing flights are on sale for just $19 among the eligible destinations Sydney to the Golden Sunshine Coasts to Melbourne's Avalon Airport and to Proserpine close to Airlie Beach and the Great Barrier Reef. We now think it's absolutely the time to to help people take a holiday, to go and visit friends and family, and that's why we're putting this sale on today. The fares available from today for flights between July and October, with state borders expected to be open by then. To support the economy, to support small business, to support the tourism industry, and that has a multiplier effect on the economy as a whole. The airline freely admits at that ticket price, most flights will operate at a loss. But after a horror few months, Jetstar needs the revenue and it actually costs the airline more to have an aircraft parked up than it does to have it flying. 
And the biggest shake-up for unis in some in a decade. Some course fees will be slashed to encourage students to join professions with the largest job growth. Maths, agriculture, teaching, nursing and psychology degrees will all have prices halved. However, the price of a law, commerce and arts degree will go up. That's what we're trying to do, is to make sure we get students studying in the areas where we know there will be skill shortages and we know there will be jobs into the future. The government wants to add an extra 100,000 uni places by 2030. The changes will only apply to Australian students. Dame Vera Lynn is being remembered today as the voice of the Second World War generation after her death at the age of 103. Her signature tune, We'll Meet Again, struck a chord with Allied troops and became an anthem of hope in desperate times. She was the force's sweetheart, whose songs of home helped lift spirits during the darkest days of World War II. Underneath the lantern by the barricade. Not only did she help keep the home fires burning, she also visited the troops on the front line, singing to the forces in North Africa, the Middle East and even the jungles of Burma as the Allies fought a brutal war against the Japanese. And look at all those boys' faces. I often wonder how many of them came back when I look at that picture. She was awarded an OBE in 1968 and seven years later became Dame Vera Lynn. When she turned 100, the whole of Britain helped her celebrate. Her image fittingly beamed onto the white cliffs of Dover. Her last public concert was at Buckingham Palace to mark the 50th anniversary of VE Day. Dame Vera never forgot the veterans and they never forgot her, including Captain Tom Moore, honoured recently for his own charity efforts during the pandemic. This is from a very special lady, from Dame Vera Lynn. On social media, Captain Tom said Dame Vera remained important to him throughout his life. During this current war against coronavirus, her songs have again played to the heartstrings. We'll meet again, don't know where, don't know when. The Queen echoing her words during a televised address in April. We will be with our families again. We will meet again. Dame Vera passed away surrounded by family. Her voice and her legacy will live on. In London, Hugh Whitfeld, 7 News. A car has smashed into a shop front in Melbourne overnight. It lost control on Sydney Road in Brunswick and smashed through the glass front at around 1am. Police say the driver and the passenger reversed and parked the car around the corner. They then walked back to pick up a bumper bar when police arrived. They've been interviewed but have not yet been charged. A clinical trial of a potential Australian coronavirus vaccine will begin next month with researchers calling for 120 volunteers to take part. It's one of 200 vaccines for the virus which are being tested worldwide. Bianca Stone has more. 
It's something the whole world wants and now Queensland researchers are a step closer to developing it. A clinical trial is about to get underway right here in Brisbane for a COVID-19 vaccine that's been developed by the University of Queensland. They're calling for 120 volunteers. You must be fit, healthy and aged between 18 and 55. Importantly, you must be willing to have two jabs 28 days apart and a series of blood tests. Primarily they're testing for the vaccine safety. That's phase one. It's set to begin on July 13. Phase two will involve up to 1,000 participants. The vaccine doesn't include any live virus and in fact no live virus is involved in the manufacturing of this vaccine at all and we're certainly not going to challenge them with the virus. So there's absolutely no chance anyone will get coronavirus from participating. Nucleus Network is the company conducting these clinical trials. They're also involved in another clinical trial for a vaccine that's been developed out of the US. That trial is underway also here in Brisbane. So the race really is on to see who can get this vaccine out first. According to the World Health Organisation, there are up to 200 potential vaccines out there. About a dozen of them have entered the clinical trial phase. Donald Trump has unleashed on former National Security Advisor John Bolton over his book, which claims the US president is unfit for office. The White House has taken legal action to block the book from being published. Paul Caddock reports. Good morning, Sally. There's an escalating war of words over the words of John Bolton in his book, which has served up a pretty unflattering, if not scathing, assessment of his former boss, writing that President Donald Trump is easily flattered by authoritarian leaders, that Russian President Vladimir Putin thinks he can, quote, play him like a fiddle, and that during negotiations with China, Trump asked President Xi to buy American farm products to boost his election prospects, quote, pleading with Xi to ensure he'd win. And that appearances with North Korea's Kim Jong-un were more about the photo op than the best interests of the U.S. I don't think he's fit for office. I, I don't think he has the competence to carry out the job. There really isn't any guiding principle uh, that I was able to discern other than uh, what's good for Donald Trump's re-election. Donald Trump hitting back, calling Bolton a liar and disgruntled, boring fool who everyone in the White House hated. He couldn't get Senate confirmed, so I gave him a non-Senate confirmed position where I could just put him there, see how he worked. And uh, I wasn't very enamored. Bolton's also been criticised for refusing to testify without a subpoena during Trump's impeachment. He blames Democrats for not making their investigation more than about Ukraine. Now the Justice Department is taking legal action to delay publication over classified information. But for now, the book is set for release next week. Sally. Thank you, Paul. French President Emmanuel Macron has met Prince Charles and the Duchess of Cornwall in the first major diplomatic visit since the coronavirus outbreak. Macron awarded Charles the Legion of Honour to mark 80 years since then President Charles de Gaulle called for resistance against the Nazi occupation of France from the UK. To this day, his resolute determination offers an example upon which both our countries can draw as we work together to face new threats and challenges. Macron also met UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson to discuss negotiations in the lead-up to Brexit. Dramatic mobile phone video has captured the moment a woman was swept away in floods in Turkey's north. The fast-moving water carried the woman several metres down the road before she was rescued by a shopkeeper. 
She was taken to hospital where she's in good condition. Heavy rain has caused flooding for up to two metres in some parts of Turkey. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.